Is Gavin Bayreuther going to be missed next season when he's playing for the Dallas Stars? We'll discuss that today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Househorn. With me is my co-host, Jay. We're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get going, we want to thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. It is Gavin Bayreuther season review today, and Jay, this guy is not a Blue Jacket anymore. But you know what? He played for us last year, and we should we, we give him season reviews, even if they don't play for us. We did Jake Voracek, we did uh, Gavrikov already. So it's really interesting to move on to Gavin Bayreuther here when you consider those other two guys that were Blue Jackets last season. And now you have Gavin Bayreuther, who you probably had a chance to re-sign maybe. You chose not to. Blue Jackets brought in two defensemen uh, via trade. And here you are, Gavin Bayreuther, who now has 120 games pro under his belt. Granted, he's 29. You can maybe call him like a 29-year-old rookie, though, because he just played his longest season last year with the Jackets, getting 51 games. So he's going hey, to- I mean. For the Blue Jackets, 51 games last year, that's that's an achievement, you know? <laughs> Do you know yeah. how many guys didn't make it to 50 games? A lot. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. No, it's a huge achievement because it's it's that he he's getting all this experience and he's going back to a team that he played his first NHL game with ever. That's right. He was with the Stars before he was ever with the Jackets. All the way back in the 2018-2019 season, he racked up five points in 19 games for him and then went to Columbus after that. But now he's going back to Dallas. Dallas is a team that we know has been turning over and over again, playoff teams, playoff teams, playoff teams. And now they just got a 29-year-old rookie, essentially. I keep calling him that, but it's really what he feels like. It feels like he's just now getting his first full season. And I don't know what the Dallas Stars lineup looks like off the top of my head, but if they're going to be competitive – they could they could certainly be competitive with a guy like Gavin Bayreuther, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I would. This might be my inherent bias talking. I would probably play Gavin Bayreuther over like the corpse of Ryan Suter, for example, who is the uh, fourth, uh, the third highest paid defenseman. Excuse me, next season. Um, no, I Gavin Bayreuther is such a weird player because he's one of those guys that like, I think because he's been around for so long, I forget how old he is. You know, and because he's been an AHL player for a long time, um, if you'd asked me before recording this, like how old Gavin Bayreuther is, I'd be like, oh, he's like 25, 26. You know, he feels a lot younger than he is because he hasn't had, you know, the the, the NHL experience that the, the average 29-year-old NHL player does. But, I mean, undrafted player, signed out of uh, St. Lawrence University, made it to the AHL, made his way up to the NHL. Uh, he was... He was fine. 
for the Blue Jackets list this season. Let's let's go ahead and get into the like the actual review part of this. Um, I, I understand it looks about like I'm wearing a, a bobble hat and a coat, by the way. Um, I just got back from the rink and I'm very cold. <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, it's fine. Um, considering how broken the Blue Jackets were this season, like Gavin Brewer did about as good as I expected him to, and maybe even a little bit more. Uh, 14 points in... 51 games, only 23 penalty minutes. Um, and then he played four games with Cleveland was a point per game. He had four assists in four games, you know? So, hey, he did just fine this season. Um, Gavin that is one of those players where he is like the perfect six slash seven defenseman. You don't need him to play a ton, but when he does, he's not terrible. You know, it's it's the Scott Harrington role and that's kind of the role i think he was supposed to play this season right up until everyone got injured um and he ended up playing you know the fifth most games if for defensemen on this team uh the only defensemen that played more games than him uh were andrew peak who played 80 erica branson who played 70 tim Bernie who played 59 vlaslav gavrikov who played 52 and then bayrou that played 51 so he played more than boquist and blankenberg played more than marcus bjork jack christensen um obviously bean wensky were injured but like played a lot of hockey he played a lot of hockey this season um and considering the blue jackets were kind of an on-fire uh garbage can defensively speaking for most of the season the fact that think weren't actively on fire when he was on the ice i thought was pretty impressive so i i thought he was he was a, a if you'll excuse the, the 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 phrase he was a perfectly cromulent but a uh, bottom pairing defenseman for, for the blue jackets this season no yeah that's why i'm going back to for a team like dallas i know that's not dallas is not the name of the podcast but i'm just saying they're getting a good player here because he just played the most games he's played yet he just got a ton of experience last year and he has prior experience, too, to build on top of that. He played 51 games last year, so he was at the forefront of a lot of the Blue Jackets games. And I thought he did a good job. I thought he did a good job. He just kind of looked a little bit like he was lacking confidence on defense. But when the puck was on his stick, whenever he was going to you know, dig a puck in the boards – and turn into offense, he always was hitting Johnny on long stretch passes. That connection was there big time. And that's definitely something to build on. I know you need to do a lot more on defense than just hit home run stretch passes to Johnny Hockey. That's it's a very easy thing to do, maybe some would add. But the point is, he's good at that. He looked good on the power play, I felt like at times. Especially near April, he was getting a lot of power play time. I was just watching a goal from him to Kent Johnson that he scored in an April game against the Senators, you know? So he, I think this season for him playing on a team that had low expectations, a team that he knew the coach wasn't going to be here much longer, a team that he probably felt like he was given the keys to like, Hey, all the defensemen are out. This guy, Gavrikov, he's gone. Like here, here's, here's the key to the defense. It's, it's all you dog. And I feel like he took it and ran with it and, and, made himself a well-rounded pro and i'm just wondering if if you think the blue jackets are gonna miss him this year and we'll i'll let you answer that question here in just a moment first i want to tell you guys about america's number one sports book it's 
FanDuel. Take a swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel. You get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. You get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 bucks that you can spend on everything betting from, I don't know, the money line or an over-under on a game, who you think is going to hit the first home run. A big bet that my buddy's been doing is the no-run first inning bet. That's the NRFI. They just love to bet no runs in the first inning. I got a dude that's making cash on that bet right now. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on $200 in bonus bets from FanDuel, the official betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right. I just asked Jay back there. And again, we can keep talking about his season that he had because I felt like I felt like it was pretty steady. Like I felt like even though he got caught in the crossfire at times of just the Blue Jackets playing terrible on offense and creating a huge turnover the other way. Um, and I felt like maybe at times when certain guys that he was playing with would blow their coverage, I felt like maybe Gavin Bayreuther could have stepped up more in covering for those guys. That would have that's something that sticks out to me. Um, is when a player is able to do that. Like the defenseman goes down, you come over and make the play. I'm not saying you have to do that every time, but I felt like this year Gavin could have added that to his game. But just in general, Jay, do you, do you think the Blue Jackets, do you think we're going to hit next year with all the defensemen that the Jackets have added, with David Juracek coming up, with like you said in Zach Rensky's season review, we're basically adding an all-star to the team. Do you think the Blue Jackets can miss Gavin Bayreuther next year? Yes and no is is the answer. Um, in a perfect world, the Blue Jackets will all be 100% healthy and everyone will play 82 games and everything will be fine. That's not how this sport works. People get injured. People miss games due to illness. People miss games because they're having, you know, their wives are having babies or they miss games because of suspensions or, you know, the Blue Jackets are going to have defensemen missing this season. Um, the, the, the problem is if you keep Gavin Bayreuther, does he sit in the press box? He's not waivers eligible. So he'd have to go through, he'd have to go through waivers to play for the monsters. Um, do you pay him just to sit him in the press box and, and play, you know, in a perfect world, 10 games, you know? Um, I also think that the Blue Jackets adding, essentially, even if you take away, you know, they're getting Jake Bean back, they're getting Zach Wierenski back, they added uh, Provorov and Sieberson. That's two big names that the Blue Jackets have added um, in terms of going to play a lot of minutes, going to play a lot of games. I just, I, I think I personally might have thrown Gavin Barrow the, a one-year stick-around contract. Um, he's making 775k. In Dallas, um, just as one a, way a, too. Yeah, so even if he gets sent back to, so even if he gets sent down to the mon- the not the monsters, whatever the the Texas the, Stars, yeah, Texas Stars. Thank you. Um, I was like the Iowa Stars. That's not it. Um, <laughs> that's a cool name. Even for if he gets sent down, he's still getting that money. So I would assume that the Dallas Stars are going to keep him around to play. But if you look at the Blue Jackets depth chart, Gavin Bayrula to me is maybe number ten or eleven on that list like you take your top six so for you know for for sake of argument my top six for the blue jackets this season is probably going to end up being wrensky yurachek 
Severson, but uh, Provorov, uh, Blankenberg, and Gabranson. Then you add, you know, add a Boquist. Uh, you add Jake Bean. You add uh, a guy like Jake Christensen, who I believe is still waivers eligible. Don't quote me on that. You know, you just you can't afford to have a guy hanging around who you can't send down to to play every so often. You know, um, will the Blue Jackets miss him? I think it, ideally no, but we've seen what happens when this team gets injured. You know, they don't they don't half ass getting injured they they whole ass getting injured you know um and yes, i think we know i think you know in january february what we might see is man i wish we had a guy like gavin bayreuther who you can just plug in on the bottom on the bottom four or on the bottom pairing and you know he, is he gonna be good no is he gonna be horrible also no you know um i do think just to in terms of the dallas stars Signing him, I think that's a perfect situation for him. They have, um, they have their all star in Mira Heskinen on D, and then they have you know their guys like Asa Lindell, who I think is really underrated um, in this league. They've got a couple of guys on their ELCs: Neil Flunquist, Thomas Harley. Um, so Gavin Bayrother is a cheap veteran that can play you know fifty to sixty games for this team if they need him to, and so that to me feels like the perfect situation. Um, Columbus, I don't think, is in that situation because Columbus has so many young guys that they can use instead. But I do wonder if, you know, 50 games into the season, are we looking at, uh, you know, the same decor that we had last, you know, at that time last season, which was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Erica Branson and a bunch of 22-year-olds. We could yeah. be looking at, you know, hey, it sure would be nice to have a guy like Gavin, Gavin Bayreuther around just to be, you know, an adult on this team because the Blue Jackets sometimes you need you sometimes you just need to have an adult on the team, you know? Oh, he was an adult too. I mean, he was absolutely fantastic too in post game interviews. You know, he took a lot of the blame. He was like, you know, we got to remind ourselves that we're still NHL players out here. And I just thought that was hilarious because whenever you hear something like that, it's definitely like they almost feel like that they're not. I bet he's admitting that they feel like that they're not. And he has to remind himself that we are NHL players. We deserve to be on this ice. That just gives you a glimpse into what the state of the Blue Jackets was at one time. And it definitely felt like that. But he did he did great job. He did a great job at his time. Um, as you said, just being a plug-in guy. And I think that's all he can be in Dallas. I'm not going to say this is a, a Norris Trophy candidate or anything crazy like that. Um, maybe if I was alone and Jay wasn't here, maybe I wouldn't get that far <laughs> into thought. But no, um, I think I think maybe the Jackets did. Maybe maybe Yarmo did offer him a two year or two way deal where it was like seven hundred k in the NHL and maybe like a hundred k in in the AHL. But this two this one way deal in Dallas is pretty sweet for him. I mean, seven hundred seventy five thousand dollars, and then. He's living in Texas, which is just, you know, no state income tax. So that's all going in his pocket. Like, that's a pretty, pretty fresh deal for him. And plus, he's very familiar with Dallas. He started his NHL career there. So it's, it's a really good situation for him. And I just think I can see I, – I don't like to vision this. I don't like to envision this. But I can almost see in the spring the Blue Jackets, unfortunately, being out of the playoffs – and the Dallas Stars are playing, 
And, oh, who's this guy? What number is he wearing? Number like some random number, like 52 or something. I don't know what his number is with Dallas. Gavin Bayreuther? Why does that guy sound familiar? Did he used to play? Oh, that's right. He Gavin Bayreuther like- is going to get 15 minutes of ice time a game in yeah. the Stanley Cup final. Um, and Blue Jackets fans are going to go nuts about it. Um, yeah, I'm also I mean, going to go nuts about it, but that's because I have an irrational and never-ending hatred for the Dallas Stars that we're not going to get into. Um, but well, they don't like their fans are rude. Their fans have this been. Is true. Their fans are rude. Um, the fans have been but, notoriously yeah, rude. It's, yeah, it's a weird one. I he it wouldn't surprise me if he went to Dallas and had a little bit of a career resurgence. I don't know that you can call it a career resurgence when he never really had like a surgence. If that's that's not a word, but just let's go with it here. Um, I think he's one of those guys that probably will benefit from having less uh, less ice time, a less important role, a guy that plays, you know, thirteen to fifteen minutes on that bottom pairing, pairing with you know, a rookie that needs some seasoning and Dallas is a good team. Usually players like Bayreuther go to teams like Dallas and look much better than they looked on their previous team, you know? So I expect what's, what's going to happen is he's going to score his first goal of the season against the Blue Jackets. And um, I don't know when... <laughs> I don't know when the the Blue Jackets and the Stars meet up in the in the schedule. I haven't looked, but that feels like he's scoring a goal in that game. He's coming to Nationwide and he's scoring a goal in that game. Um, and like all credit to him because, like you said, he could have he could have gotten a two way contract with Columbus. Probably he didn't. He went out. He got that one way. Um, I'm just gonna for people who don't know. I'm just gonna do a quick reminder. Um, one way contract and two way contract do not mean. Uh, in terms of like you can only play in one league, a one-way contract, you can still get sent down to the the minors, but what happens is you get paid if you're on a one-way contract, you get paid the same if you are in the NHL or the AHL. If you are in a two-way contract, you get paid a different amount based on whether you are in the NHL or the AHL. It's nothing to do with oh, he's got a one-way contract. That means he's going to play in the NHL all season. That's not how this works. Um, and I know that most of you probably know that, but I'd like to I like to do a little reminder because it's one of those things that uh, I think people get a little bit confused by sometimes. Yeah. If you want to see Gavin Bayreuther, by the way, in person again, play at Nationwide, November 9th is when the Dallas Stars are making oh, their way. Early enough. That's early enough in the season for it to be his first goal of the season. You know you know it's happening. Put money it on only... it. Go to FanDuel. That's your anytime <laughs> goal scorer, November 9th. I'm putting money on it. I'm going to FanDuel. Yeah. Watch, watch. It would only be his sixth goal of his career, you know, but um, which I, I was looking at the stats on this guy. Whenever I see that a guy has scored low amounts of goals and, you know, some odd games played, I'm always looking like, how many shots is he putting on net? He's put, oh, and I just had it up and I hate to tease you. He had like 140 or 150 shots in his career on that. And he's only scored five goals. And I'm like, that's gotta be just so frustrating as an NHL player, like night in night out, you're, you're popping shots on that. And just, you only, if you only score five goals in a yeah, hundred shooting at 3.3% this season. So like that hurts. And like part of that is defense. He's shooting from the blue line, basically exclusively defensemen typically have lower shooting percentages, but also, Wolf. <laughs> you also don't get credited for goals if it's a tip in or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's that too. But yeah, just and that's not even necessarily on 
him maybe, but it's just like, man, how frustrating is it for these guys just getting to the NHL level? And like, it just goes to show when some guys score, like they, they really remember it, you know, because it doesn't happen so often, right? It doesn't happen as often as you think. All right. We're going to give a grade on this guy and how he played last year with Columbus in just a moment. All right, Gavin Bayreuther, the 29-year-old who moved on from Columbus this past year, he played, again, just to go over the stats one more time, he played 51 games, scored two goals, had 12 assists, giving him a career-high 14 points. He only had 23 penalty minutes, so he kept that down from the year before. He had 22 the year before, playing about 10 less games, so... Overall, out of Gavin Bayreuther, I I think he had a listen. I think he had a good season. I think for him, I think for a guy who was given put in a situation where it was like, hey, here's a here's the keys to an NHL team. Good luck, buddy. Like for him to take that on, and granted, it probably really helped that he was you know in, in his late twenties when he was getting this shot. But I think he did enough with it to earn some time over there in Dallas. I don't know what their situation is going to end up looking like, but hey, if he ends up scoring a goal against the Jackets on November 9th and nationwide and I'm in the house, I'm I'm going to be happy for him. I'm not going to be happy for the for the, you know, the result. But as Jay gave you back there, you know, just bet on him anytime goal scorer. Yeah, go be- to fan- fanduel.com. They'll yeah. have anytime goal scorers. Put 10 bucks on Gavin Bayreuther um and split it 50-50 with me. That's how this works. Um <laughs> I have a grade for him, um, and then I'll pass I it. also have a grade. However, I do want to – I went to see um, when his goals were scored. Uh, he scored two goals in 51 games. Uh, he scored one on January 5th, and then he scored again three games later on January 10th. So all of his goal scoring happened between January 5th and January 10th this season, which is very funny. Sometimes a guy just goes on a little bit of a streak. Um, <laughs> that is a definition of a little bit of a streak. Just a sure. little bit of a streak. Two <laughs> goals in four games. Shout out to shout out to my guy, Gavin. Um, grade. I think I have a grade. I think I'm going to give him a B- minus because he showed up when the team was real bad and didn't actively make things worse. And to me, that feels like a B minus kind of grade. Yeah, I, I mean, I I was going to give him a C minus originally, but then when you told me about his little streak, that got me pretty excited. That got me all the way up to C for him, which is a passing grade for playing on a team where the whole team was just desolate. I mean, we were, like you said, he was he was a grown man out there playing with a bunch of you know college kids. It felt like at a time. I think he he had a pretty steady season, and even though he didn't rack up the points, he still did something out there. He had 14 points in 51 games. That's something. And he didn't have a garbage plus minus for a guy like I'd, I'd expect like Gavin Bayreuther to have. He didn't. He had a bad one, but it wasn't garbage. So I'm content giving him a C. And I think I think if you're Gavin Bayreuther right now, you're feeling pretty good about. Mm-hmm your chances to play in the NHL or just your chances to play hockey. Um, I do want to just point out as well, um, in terms of his offensive output, he had more points this season than Andrew Peake. And he had more points than Eric Branson, both of whom played significantly more games and significantly more ice time per game. 
He also had more points than uh, Vladislav Gavrikov, who played the same amount of games, but significantly higher minutes. So, you know, good job, Gavin. You know, I went into this expecting to, like, tear him apart a little bit, and then I kind of looked at the stats and thought about it and was like, oh, no, this dude wasn't terrible. So... Yeah, I the first thing I do whenever we do these season reviews is I just roll a couple, you know, game recaps from either games that they had where they had terrible plus minuses or games where they had, you know, really good games. I ran both for them. And even his like low low games that he had, which I can't even remember the team that just pounded the jackets that I was watching last night. It was an away game where they just got like ran out of the building eight to two or something. And I oh, just remember like watching six different games last season. Is the thing oh, there was a million different <laughs> games like that. But then there was good games for guys for a guy like Gavin Bayreuther. Like I felt like his he is the most confident out there when the puck is on his stick. That doesn't mean he is necessarily an offensive minded defenseman. I don't think he is. But when the puck's on his stick, he he feels like he belongs. He keeps his head up. He looks for that next stretch pass, and that's why his assist numbers are the way that they are because the amount of times he hit. Johnny on a long stretch pass or Kent Johnson on a long stretch pass and, you know, maybe another pass in between that and it led to a goal. Like, you can rack up points in the NHL like that, and I think he did that. And I and I just hope that for a guy at 29 years old, he's not getting overlooked because of his age or he's not getting overlooked because of his point production. I really hope that Dallas, that the Dallas organization takes a look at this guy and the second that one of their – you know, top D pair defensemen go down, they throw him in because I really do think he deserves it. And I really think he's going to play well, but um, that's all the thoughts I have on a guy like Gavin Bayreuther. Again, you called it Jay. He's totally scoring on November 9th when he comes. Um, I wouldn't recommend going to Dallas because like I said, their fans can be pretty hard at times, but if you want to go to Dallas, that away game um, is going to be, Maybe they're not playing in Dallas this year. Uh, no, you, know, just, uh, you know what? Let's let's skip Dallas. Let's only play 81 <laughs> games this year. No one cares about Dallas. I don't know when they're going to play. I just scrolled through the whole schedule, didn't see it right away. And uh, Jay, Jay's looking pretty tired over there because he spent a lot of time at the rink getting ready for some Dragons hockey, which maybe you can hear about when we talk about that on Happy Hour. You know? Oh, hey, okay. yeah. That's, yeah. Uh... Maybe. Tell it, tell the wonderful people all about Happy Hour, Hayden. Absolutely. So a couple weeks ago, Jay and I got together for Happy Hour. You guys were invited. Some people showed up. We had a good time. You people can leave comments in the and you can drop a comment and we'll talk about it. It'll be an open discussion. It'll be totally cool. You know, Jay and I will both have some drinks. We encourage you guys to do the same. Yeah, it should be a good time. It'll be exactly like this, but live. So I think that's pretty cool. And I will have yeah, and we'll have beer. And we'll have big, beer. Big caveat there. Well, we will also have beer. Well, I won't have beer because I don't like beer. But Hayden will have beer, and I will have an alcoholic beverage of similar value. Um, October thirtieth is when the Blue Jackets are in Dallas. I just double checked. Mm. Um, thank you, thank you. So for maybe that. he will score his first goal of the season then. But I'm putting money on his first goal of the season being specifically in Nationwide Arena. So well, Jay, you just again. said he he scored two goals in like oh a week, yeah. Correct? We're, we're playing him late October. One goal and then... on October 30th against the Blue Jackets and one goal on November 9th against the Blue Jackets at home. That's... Yeah. God, I might genuinely put money on that because if it goes off, it'll be the funniest bet I've ever won. 
Like, hopefully he's in the lineup by then. I mean, that's early in the season. We don't know what it will look like, but I mean, I think any team would be wise to consider having him as like a third or fourth D pair on their team. I think he's, I think he can be really, really solid. All right. That's all we have for you today. Our next season review is going to be for defenseman Jake Bean, a guy with a lot of offensive upside. That should be a fun conversation. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. I've been Hayden Heilshorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find Jay on Twitter at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can, you can also email the show directly, LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.